welcome to another episode of the Serpent Temple podcast. This is our new 2023 version of the podcast. We're back. <laughs> yeah, we're back. We're fresh. We've been regenerated and uh, made a new... Like Doctor Who? Yes. Yeah. I've kind of got a bit of a Christopher Eccleston vibe here. Yeah. So we was only Doctor for one season. Do you like Doctor Who? No, I've never. No, 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 that's like the one thing that I don't watch at sci-fi. Nah, yeah, I've never sci-fi. been into it. I was scared of the Daleks when I was young. Oh, nah. I watched it. It was just kind of like, it wasn't, it was like not taking itself seriously enough, which yeah. is a good thing, really. But I just thought it was lame. No offense. This is a good way to start 2023, <laughs> just alienate an entire fan base. <laughs> we hate Doctor Who. <laughs> there's some good episodes. There's one where there's like these angels or some shit. And oh, like, like when the you, weeping angels. When you blink, no? they come closer. Is that the one? Like the ghosts from Super Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. And then there was like a boy with a gas mask and he's like, are you my mummy? <laughs> and then he kills you or some shit, which is great. That's some cursed shit. <laughs> such an English way to haunt someone. <laughs> Are you my dad? <laughs> Are you my pa? <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of the stuff we did between the last episode of Serpent Temple and this episode of Serpent Temple because it's yep. been about like a month and we've done loads of stuff. We've been to loads of gigs. Loads of nice things have happened. Yep. Um, so shall we start with when we went to, um, which was... The Anal Nafrak gig at the Scala at King's Cross, yep. where they played with Sai and De Profundis, and we yep. got to talk to De Profundis and Nafrak, which you will hear the Nafrak interview at the end of this episode if you stick with us. Yeah, it was, it was a really good fucking gig, and it was for one that was so close towards the end of the year. Mm. I was actually surprised at the turnout; like it was packed. And also, um, I think there was train strikes that day. There were. So it was like, I was actually really surprised at how big the turnout was. Not because I don't think that Anal Nathrak can draw a big crowd. Yeah. But just because of all the odds that were stacked against him. Totally. And um, I think because of the success of that gig, I think they basically decided to potentially continue as a live band or recording band. Because I think there was kind of like murmurings of them maybe calling it a day, right? They were thinking about it, it seems, yeah. yeah. But I think it was a triumphant gig. I think oh, it was totally. their first gig. I think they said since about 26, no, 2018. Oof. Which I think probably was the Damnation that they played, which was after they dropped their last album, the one before the newest one, The New Kind of Horror. So obviously they've had an album released since then, Endarkament, which was released in 2021, mm. which was a great album. And it was it was funny, actually, because it was actually one of the few bands that decided to release an album, like, in the heart of the pandemic. And I was like, ah, fuck it, have it. <laughs> and I was actually, I was like, this is sick. Because yeah. like so many bands, what I think, because it was such a, a period of uncertainty, it's almost like they were waiting to see how the, uh, the live music climate was going to be before dropping an album and then touring it. So... I think, you know, and because, you know, Anal Nathrak have never been, you know, like a, a band per se, you know, like a touring band. You mm. know, it's always been, you know, they've always played live pretty sparingly. So I think that's maybe why they just decided to release it and say, fuck it, here you go. Mm. So, but anyway, how did you find the gig? Mate, it was great. Um, I I kind of went in, um, I knew De Profundis because I've known Paul, um, who's in the band for like a while, like on Facebook, on the internet, not in real life, in real life. Um, IRL IRL um, so that was cool like I was aware of them and I've never really properly listened to Anal Nafrak um, I hope they don't 
listen to this. That's, that's fine. <laughs> but like, well, the, so I have, so I've got that covered. Yeah, yeah, you got it covered. Yeah. But like, because um, yeah, we went in knowing we we're going to interview them. So I was like, okay, I'm going to like do my research. And I was like, oh, this band rocks. Like I've always known of them. They've always been like in the sort of pocket of like Akakoka and Ted Maul and all those bands that have been in the London scene for a long time. But for some reason, I just never like got round to putting them on. And I'm, no. I'm kind of glad that that gig happened. So I did. But then I also didn't listen to Psy. And I kind of like going into a show not having listened to a band. Like yeah. I knew Shiki made loads of end of year lists. Um, and oh my God, they blew me away. They were so fucking cool. They were so, the guitarist was amazing. I'm in love with the guitarist. <laughs> like they, they got a fucking samurai sword out on stage. It was like, it, it was like almost like something like a pro wrestling. It was, yeah. like, it was like a pro wrestling entrance. Like it was so cool. They were so like, cool. They were yeah. like literally playing a guitar solo while wielding a sword. Yeah. Like how, like wearing samurai armor and like this cool makeup with this like Japanese style kissed hair that was like, oh, they were so cool. They were like going mental at the same time, like head banging, like really hard on the guitar. Just, yeah, they looked really sick. And then like the drummer had this like anime outfit on and then the singer... Just had this like robe and like old school medieval shoes, which yeah. was so cool. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was actually kind of crazy because like I've always wanted to see Psy live, and they're just one of those bands where I don't think they played the UK. It was like eighteen for, years. Yeah, it was like a crazy amount of time yeah. before that. So I think it, they're kind of like one of those bucket list bands for me, and they're one of those bands that have got quite an extensive but also quite a diverse catalog. Totally. Um, so and I think they actually uh, represented it quite well with the live set. Like it was a good like you know they went across quite a few of the older albums. Them, so they played some tracks from Insomnophobia and stuff. But it was, um, and yeah, it was funny. They they finished with a cover of uh, Black Metal by Venom as well. Yeah. But then the guitar, oh, the guitar no, was fucking, yeah. like something happens, technical difficulties. Yeah. So it was just like a, a bass and vocal cover and drum cover. Of it. I thought it sounded great. It still sounded fucking sick. That yeah. was, that was then. So. <laughs> oh, that was mortifying. Yeah, the oh, only, That's rock and roll, in it? The oh, only bad thing about that show was that day it was like minus 10. Yeah. And then we went home and the next day all of us were really ill for like <laughs> over a month afterwards. Yeah. And everyone at that show pretty much was really sick. Like something awful. Can I say, in all my years of ever going to gigs, I've yeah. never felt so fucking cold at all times during a gig. It was so cold. It's the most well-ventilated building <laughs> I've ever been in. It might as well just not had a roof. Like it was just... It, it was, was so... It was frigid. Like I yeah. kept my coat on. Yeah. I kept my coat on the entire time and it was a full... It was packed. And yeah. the pits, oh my God. Yeah. Like there was a really good wall of death during Nafrak and people were just like, before the wall of death, there were these two people and this huge guy just like straight up punched someone in the <laughs> face. <laughs> it's really... It was really violent. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was, um, and it was quite uh, a unique and uh, different experience for me from the sense that we managed to get these cool seats on one of the balconies. Yeah. Just off to the side. So we were kind of, we had a great view. I mean, Shep, you took some great pictures yeah. of the gig. Um, yeah, yeah, they I did. think, yeah, yeah. Got onto metal injection. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's, um, it was um, like, it was great to see like the chaos from like, uh, from above, from afar and above for once. And, mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, you know, like Anel Nathrak or another band who are actually quite diverse musically, they kind of run the gamut from all the different extreme styles. And I like how they introduced uh, one of their tracks, So Forward, which was the track from the uh, new kind of horror, which samples like the machine gun and it's kind of like mimics like yeah. the double bass kicks. Yeah. They kind of said like that's their version of like bloodbaths eaten and i'm just like yeah it totally is because like i knew things were going to kick off for that track and it was uh, it was a great set list as well and like and they had um so obviously mick wasn't there 
the longtime collaborator, easy for me to say, <laughs> longtime collaborator of the band. Um, and they had uh, most of the guys from Voices, right? So it was, uh, was Sam a, Loins, David Gray. What were they calling it? Like a now Nafraka Cocker? They had like a special name for it. It was great. Yeah, David That's Gray fine. on drums. Oh my God. So good. But it was like, you know, considering that I don't think they probably would have had too much time to prepare for that material they fucking absolutely like smashed it oh my god yeah sam loins just like absolutely killing it yeah yeah it was it was great like those those guys i'm so happy they had a triumphant show because yeah. they needed it that was a good show worth yeah. getting sick for honestly it was yeah. yeah i was sick on my birthday and christmas but i still it was worth it like considering i don't know what that says about me but um yeah it was it was a great show it was very good um and on the balcony, I've got to say, is it? I don't know where the meme is from. I think it's from Twilight of these like free vampires in like fancy outfits, and they're on a balcony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually know what you're like, talking about. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, we're better than you. Because yeah. <laughs> I remember we were on like we were on the floor, and it was really packed, and it wasn't. It was like just after De Profundis and I was like okay we've got to find a better place yeah. and and like I think you, you guys were like oh no there's no way there's no way because yeah. the scala is like really weird and windy and I was just like I just got a feeling I just I have a hunch and I just dragged you guys up loads of corridors and stairs and eventually yeah. we found this balcony right. it was like trying to navigate uh, and that Escher painted <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like really Kubrickian. There's like red lighting in these like weirdly coloured corridors as yeah. well. And so I'm such an advocate for like seated gigs now. Oh, it's yeah. just like it's just so it's such a welcome reprieve sometimes. The best time when I've mentioned this before on the podcast, so I won't go into full detail. But when we were at Roadburn the year, yeah, there was like a whole night of like um, of like uh, Dutch black metal, and they had like these really plush sofas at top, and I felt Ooh. like some like end of level boss yeah. in Streets of Rage, like just sitting in the background, <laughs> just like watching everything from like the most like comfortable sofa, and I was like, this is fucking wow. amazing. I want to go to like when I was in South America, like they they had like these massive venues. And then you'd like sit down and there'd be a band playing and they'd just bring you a plate of like a sandwich full of av smashed avocado and like pulled pork and no. just like this huge meal. You could have like this amazing fresh food while watching a band play. That's it was amazing. amazing. Yeah. And they had like a kitchen in the venue. Do you have smashed avocado? That'd be a good name for a vegan death metal band. It would be really good. No. Yeah. I'm not vegan though, so I'd feel, I'd feel like a fraud if I had to start a project called you that. You could have like a song called like Smashed Avocarving Your Hammer Face. Hammer Smashed Avocado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hammer <laughs> Smash Kale. <laughs> 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 I must kale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I come kale. So. <laughs> Do you know what annoys me? Just being about Cannibal Corpse quickly. Yeah. You know the whole story about the guitarist was a Pat O'Brien that was um, that was done for having like uh, some firearms. Oh, in his house. The, the misnaming of the song. Yeah. It was a flamethrower as well. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. But it's the fact, yeah, exactly. Like, there's like, uh, it's that Photoshop job that someone's done where they said one of the Spotify yeah. songs was "I have guns in my house" or, or "I have guns in my house for murder." Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the fact that people like think that that's legitimate, it's just like I don't know, just one of those sins that just irritates me. I thought it was legitimate, but I'm not yeah. like a cannibal corpse yeah. uh, connoisseur. I mean, I can see why you'd believe they'd have a song called that because yeah. they do have some ridiculous song titles. They but... do. Did, it was, it was. Is it Bloodbath? You said Bloodbath do Eaton. I always think it's them. What's it? What's that? How... If you Google, I have. Guns in my house. It says Cannibal Corpse lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a song. So, so, so many people yeah. googled it to try and find the lyrics. That's, that's amazing. amazing. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. the same thing with the John Cena meme. You know, it goes, you know, that's John Cena. That's not in his fucking theme song. That's, <laughs> that's taken from a prank video that someone did, pretending to be like the WWE harassing someone. Amazing. 
Um, but yeah, so that's like not got nothing to do with his actual theme song. I got so. a really disturbing Google suggestion today. I was in the gym and I was looking up form for um, split squats because I fucking hate them. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was fucking. Oh, what, Bulgarian. Bulgarian split squats with like the weights and yeah, yeah. hands. Um, and anyway, I, I typed it in to like see how you do it properly, and it, I was like, how to do? No, how to? And it said, how to use toilet paper. What's <laughs> the suggested search? <laughs> I've been thinking about it all day. Maybe it's the whole wipe off or down debate. Oh, you wipe away from your urethra. Yeah, but some people. <laughs> <laughs> I said that really uh, unconvincingly, didn't I? I was like, yes. If you're a man, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't want to wipe it towards your gooch, surely, because that's a swampy area. I think yeah. it depends on how big a pump I've got from the gym. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes it's difficult to go a certain direction. That's incredible. I've never thought of that. It's like it's just uh, depends how big the cube is. You try and go forward, you just fall. Double leg cramp. I've, I've, had, I've had cramp before from. I've legitimately. That's it's horrible. incredible. It's the worst place in the world you want to get a cramp because if you get the if I get the abdominal cramp in the cubicle, I've got to lay flat. So I've got to walk out of there with a shitty ass and lay on the floor until the cramp subsides. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no one wants to see that. Do you remember that, remember that weightlifting butt plug thing we saw? Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, squat, squat plug. plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, we're going to uh, die. I need a squat plug. What's <laughs> <laughs> that? that? Has anyone ever walked in on you, like, doing that? No, no. One time I was... Um, <laughs> I was getting changed and I was naked in the no, changing room, no. and um, and I got, I got an abdominal cramp and I had to lay down to get rid of it. Oh. And like, and the guy, the maintenance guy, came and was like, "You all right?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine." Just uh, just another weird just casually lying on the floor, you know, the nude. But no, it was um, <laughs> it was uh, it was fine. Was it the erection that scared him off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, I was, I was four inches from the ground. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, I've seen some weird stuff in gym changing rooms. Oh, there's, some, there's some wild shit that goes on there. It's, yeah. It's, I keep seeing that someone keeps leaving plasters in the showers, which is fucking, that is not That's on. not cool. That is not That's on not cool. at all. Yeah. yeah. Like there's loads of bins everywhere. Just stick it in the bin. Like maybe if it's fallen off, maybe they've had it on, forgotten, and it's fallen off, but still, it's your plaster with your fucking blood in it, so pick it up and put it in the bin. <laughs> That's so. right, kids. Yeah. End of view. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're in the gym. He's <laughs> lying naked on the floor. <laughs> That's really funny, man. I don't even know. Yeah, you. So after we got sick at Nafrak, you went to see The Who, right? Yeah, yeah, so I was on the road to recovery and uh, well enough to uh, go watch The Who at the Roundhouse with my uh, mother. Nice. Which was great. I got her into The Who recently because we play backgammon together every time we go around and visit. We normally listen to music. She's uh, she's an integral part of why my music taste is uh, quite eclectic. She's a big fan of David Bowie and uh, likes a lot of weird ambient shit like Robert Fripp. Who, uh, oh, I, I love Fripp. Yeah, yes, yeah. Like, from like King Crimson and stuff. Um, Brian Eno, that sort of stuff. So, um, and just one day I was like, fuck it. I was like, I put on like The Who and Wardrina for her because I was thinking nice. she might be into this sort of shit. And she was. She absolutely loved The Who. And I promised her, I was like, if they ever play London, I promise you we'll get tickets and we'll go and see them. We've never been to a gig together. And Aww. it's just like... And my mum hadn't been to a gig for decades. So it was, I think, the last gig she would have saw would have been uh, Pink Floyd at the O2. Holy crap. Which I think was 2007. Yeah. And I, I think it was the one where Roger Waters actually came out and played a few songs nice. with them. 
Um, but yeah, so she hadn't been to a gig for a while. So anyways, I was super excited for it because it was just like, you know, so, so different from the usual gig. Mm. And it was seated as well, so I was looking forward to oh, that as perfect. well. Yeah. Uh, it was really good. Uh, the first band that came on, I don't remember their names, so I don't feel bad kind of like kind of like roasting them but there were it was not as much that they were bad but they were like an indie band from the 90s oh and it was just really it was, they were kind of like brit poppy and it was just so out of place they were probably on the same booking agent or the same label yeah that's probably i, I imagine so yeah but like it was you could tell the thing is it was already a diverse crowd because i feel like the who have got such yeah, uh, a really, wide demographic of fan base yeah because like, i feel like anyone could really get into them you know um like you don't need to be like obviously there's a lot of like ardent metal heads there but there was also you know like people from well just looks like from all different walks of life and backgrounds so that, which is always really cool to see at any gig mm. i think um and they were amazing like they were totally cool like his um the jew harp that he was using was so cool like and it was um just everything all like the authentic instrumentation um don't know the name of the instruments because i'm an uncultured swine but like <laughs> the like the the, vi- the violin-esque like the string instrument that he was playing sounded so like it cuts through like everything the rhythm section so beautifully like it yeah. sounded the it was mixed so well like King it was Nun? yeah that's it king none that was it yeah i think they should have played with jambonai yeah and they're fi- they fine like you know, there's nothing wrong with the band it just wasn't my thing at all yeah it doesn't sound like a very good pairing i think yeah. jambonai would have been amazing the, there's a couple songs them. that are a bit pixies-esque and funny enough me and shem have been waxing lyrical about pixies recently i haven't listened to them since i was a teenager yeah, I just, they've got they've i think when pixies write like their hits are some of the best like pop or like modern mod, not modern music but like pop music songs i've ever heard hmm. like monkey gone to heaven will forever be one of the best tracks ever in my opinion um but yeah but no it was a really good gig uh really really enjoyed it and it was great to like kind of live vicariously through our mum's enjoyment as well Aww. and see how much she was getting into it and we were seated next to quite interesting people there's like a couple next to us who were like totally look like they come straight from like a nine-to-five office job straight to the gig and they were like really excited which was cool and there was this guy so next to my mum that's really tall guy kind of gangly guy and he was like he was completely stationary until the last song and I kept like just like unintentionally like glancing over at him because he was just like I was like this guy is just like not doesn't seem into it at all. And then the last song he started like just just like kind of like robotically <laughs> shaking. I was like he's finally moving, getting into it. Like, my oh. mum's like standing up and like dancing and swaying, That's and it so was just nice. now nah, it was a really wholesome, good gig. And it's like oh. and I do highly recommend if you ever catch them on the festival circuit. Like I think they're going to be at Hellfest. I think are they at Hellfest? I'm pretty okay, sure. I think I think yeah. they might be playing Download as well. Nice. Are they so, at Bloodstock? They're probably too big. No, they'd be too big, I think. Yeah. Uh, not too big, but they'd probably be a headliner. I think they'd be expensive. Yeah. 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 Because it's... Uh, but it was... Yeah, because I think the Roundhouse show was just like a side show that they'd done. Mm. So if one of your side shows is going to be somewhere like the Roundhouse... Roundhouse, yeah. yeah. You're not cheap. Yeah. yeah. But it was... Um, like when Dying Feet is on a side show, it was like the Boston Arms music room. <laughs> and it was... That's so weird because Dying Feet are like... Oh, they're like... Uh, not a ho- like ev- not a what is the word when everyone at home knows the name of something? Like a. Um, it's like a. Like, oh, I know what you're thinking of. Yeah, I can't think of the phrase. Like a, a um, at home name, something like that. Household name. Household name. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a long way of thinking about trying to think about the, the phrase. Is you're basically saying it like home name, and I still couldn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Dying Fetus for a metalhead is a household name. Yeah. Whereas the Who are like really recent yeah. in terms of like how they broke through. But I guess they broke through on the internet so everyone knows about them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so different. 
But yeah, I think, you know, there's just different ways you get exposure now. And like, you know, mm-hmm. I think I was touching on this a little bit when I was talking about the, uh, when we were doing the Bloodstock review, um, like when Lorna Shaw played, like they went super viral because of um, the breakdown into the Hellfire being like used for like loads of clips oh. to the point where there's this clip resurfaced online of like loads of people at a Lorna Shaw gig. And like, it was the bit that was used in TikTok and everybody was singing all the words. And then it got to the next verse and, <laughs> and no everyone was silent. Like no one knew what the fuck was going on. <laughs> and I think even like Will, the like the singer, was like saying like, oh, I can see you guys don't know the words to this part. Like he was like, you know, making fun of it. Like he wasn't being so a dickhead funny. about it, but he was like, you know, he knew what was going on. That's how I remember most music is I just remember like one verse of a song and that's it. Like yeah. I'll know one line, even if it's a band I love and I just won't know anything else. That's why it's, it can be quite daunting going to a Blind Guardian gig. He oh, everyone knows the words. Yeah, everyone knows all the words. He's not even singing. He's he's singing everyone about. Everyone knows the words. Yeah, when I saw them at Hellfest, the entire arena was singing. That you know how big that arena is. The whole arena was singing all the words. And Everyone's like linking arms and just like it's like being in a tavern. Yeah, yeah. It's like the closest thing to feeling like you're in Lord of the Rings, really. For real. Like Hansi, like he he fucking knows this. So he only sings about thirty percent of the fucking lyrics. Easy. So like half the time he's just holding the, cra- the microphone out to the crowd saying, "You, <laughs> you guys mirror, fucking mirror do it for on me." The wall. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell he always does like the high notes as well. That you can't hear anymore. It's just, so cheeky yeah, yeah you could do the work yeah yeah you guys do the hard parts the but yeah but they are such yeah. a good live band oh they're amazing but no so that good. was the who which was um uh, an amazing um experience huge. And, then, and then i think uh we went to uh big owls 50th party we afterwards. did yeah. we went to a podcast alumni uh Lister riddle's 50th birthday party where his band played flame bearer and it was headlined by jubadan and opened by a commoner yeah, I only yeah. caught Flame Bearer, and I have to say, it, it was pretty fucking good. Like, I really, I, because I, I've never seen Alistair play guitar before. I know Shem was talking about how it was quite a pivotal moment for him, um, but like, he's such a good fucking guitar player. He's legit. Like, he's actually like he's so, so fucking good. good. Yeah, man, his yeah. talent is like yeah. super talented. And I just I thought it was just a real good fucking time. Like the club was a little bit claustrophobic. I've never been in Aces and Eights before. You can touch had... the ceiling. Yeah. yeah, in the in the venue, and the stage is the smallest stage I've ever seen. Yeah, ever. It was funny when the singer, sorry, forget forget the name, but kept getting his hair caught in the uh, oh, yeah. the, the AC unit. Oh, <laughs> but, he's so we're gonna get him on the podcast. Oh, Valiant, nice. he's a legend. Andrew yeah, Andrew Valiant, good guy. Yeah, I saw him play years ago, like oh, almost ten years ago, like a Halloween show with Oak. Um, and uh, yeah, great band, good guys, really, really funny. Yeah, yeah. that was a good night. For as short as it was, because I was coming from after work, so I wasn't there for too long. Maybe there for like maybe two or three hours, but it was uh, that was great. That was a fun evening. It was good vibes. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen a gig at Aces and Eights. Um, that stage was like I was scared for everyone on that stage. Yeah, having to like perform so close to each well, other. That's the thing. The only time I've ever been there is for either the Dome or the Boston Arms. So yeah, I used to always, I used to always just see that place. Oh, that's the bar that people go to. If they're there early for one of the shows, that like yeah, I didn't know you could play it. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea they actually had like a venue inside, and the pizza smelled nice. Oh, the food, oh. yeah, the food looks yeah. good. Everyone was having a good, really good time. Yeah, great show. Like happy birthday, Alistair. <laughs> Does not look fifty either. He is aged very well. Yeah, yeah, fine wine. Yeah, yeah. I know. If I looked like that, even close to that at fifty, I'd be very happy. Yeah, man's got a good hair routine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got full Scotch blood, so I'd be lucky if I make it to 50. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> oh, bless. I need some own brew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll tell you, that's what happened at work the other day. Someone, um, 
can't remember who it was. I won't name and shame them, but like um, someone came. No, that was it. Orch came to visit. And, um, Orch came. He came, I love Orch. he came in to say hi, and oh. um, he, for some reason he had some iron brew, and he was just like, he left it aside for someone to bring in for me and Luke. He said, "Oh, Orch left this for you guys." And oh. I was like, "It's like if I just experienced casual racism." It's like I hate iron brew. I was like, this is presuming because I'm Scottish that I like Iron Brew. I think it was Lonsdale or Manny who said that. Oh, was it? Okay. Because I think they were all with each other. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They were. They gaming. were yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I can't stand that. <laughs> no Iron one Brew. No, no, cares. no, no. no, no. <laughs> but no, it was. Um, what else have we been up to? Oh, um, that's. So I went to the uh, hardcore all day. Yes, that's right. So Reality Unfolds, which was a two day. I only went for one day because it was sandwiched in between a lot of work. So I was too shattered to go to the second day, which I was regretful for, but I just needed to sleep. I just couldn't hack it. Uh, so the first night was amazing. Uh, let me just bring up the the um, stage times. So the band that was opening are my friends in the band Convulsion. Mm. So And also congrats to those guys because they've recently just qualified for the semis for the Graves End Metal to the Masses. Congrats. So hopefully they'll make it on the way and then uh, be able to get uh, me a backstage pass yeah. in the... Uh, if they get, oh, I'll, I'll pretend actually, I'm in the band. You don't get backstage you passes for your mates. But you could pretend you're in the band, which is something. Yeah. Like, oh. That'd be cool. I could do what, like, maybe the guys from Borstal did. I could be one of the guys that wears like a balaclava, yeah. just stands there with a truncheon. Yeah. You could be a balaclava no. guy. You'd yeah. be great. Yeah, you'd be great. So yeah, we could do get a crab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 why, why is that guy with a truncheon just lying down, stomach first on the sides of the stage? <laughs> why is the toilet paper on his I forgot that's how we got there. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's good shit. <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, no, so good luck to them. Hopefully they make it through to the finals. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, so they opened proceedings. And um, for anybody that hasn't listened to them, they're very fucking um, claustrophobic, sludgy kind of grindcore. So if you're into like the really heavy, um, seriously heavy shit, please check them out. So their uh, EP, uh, Everything Will Be Okay, is available currently on all the usual streaming platforms. So your Spotify, your Bandcamps. I think it's free on Bandcamp. If it's not, sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> yes. Convulsion. But no, so they open proceedings. They absolutely smashed it. I'm not just saying it because I love the guys, but they actually really set off the uh, the night's proceedings really well. Like they were really fucking just heavy and visceral. And it was a really interesting fucking day, actually. There were some really great moments. So like I went to Outbreak last year and kind of like rediscovered my love for like the hardcore scene. And because um, I really had not, I've not really been involved in it for like the last decade and a half, close to two decades. So yes. It's Pay what you want. It's pay what you want, so pay it's name you your want. price. Not necessarily free. Cool. <laughs> that was Shem speaking, not me. So by free the way. if you're flat broke, but please uh, pay it's for it. Come with power. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it's, uh, who else was playing that day? So, oh, the second band on was uh, Gorgon Vomit. Nice. So Cam's new band. Hell yeah. And they were pretty good. They were kind of like this fucking like immolation, like old school Morbid Angel inspired like death metal band. So it was amusing to see the slight look of confusion on a lot of the, <laughs> uh, some of the hardcore crowd's face. Convulsion. But they were down for it. Like any, as with a lot of hardcore shows I've been to recently, the people that are there for those shows are there. They're not there to fuck around. Like they are there for serious business. Not to have serious fun, but like they're thrown down and they're running from side to side, jumping, crowd killing. Like it's, it's all in the name of fun, but I'm way too old and injury prone for that shit. I feel like someone should just turn up wearing a singlet. 
Yeah, it's. Well, I tell you what, there was a few people there that were pretty scantily clad. So oh, really? It wasn't far off. Damn. No. But Gorgon Vomit was sick. Um, <laughs> one of the it was the bassist had these sunglasses on, and I just love it when in a death metal band, there's always that guy with the mandatory sunglasses. That's always a fucking cool look. There's like that picture of um, oh, what is it? It's um, it was one of the emperor pictures. I mean, not the like, no emperor. <laughs> this is a whole... Zyklon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a Zyklon promo picture of them all wearing sunglasses. Yeah. So they Samoff like from Emperor. Yes. Miners, they've got guns. Yes, that's it. <laughs> oh, are they, are they doing the tilted gun thing? It's that really so, lame, like, so if you do that and you, like, you can fire your, through your hand. Yeah, because it's actually a really unsafe it's position, really isn't it? It's a really terrible thing yeah. to do. Yeah, don't do that with guns. Yeah, fuck it. That's what I was trying to remember. Well, that's well remembered by Shem, yeah, because Zyklon was Samoff's uh, side project. Are they project. really sus? Zyklon. I feel oh, I like there's something there's with Zyklon them. Zyklon B and Zyklon. Yeah, because yeah, Zyklon B was the thing that um, Isham was involved in as well. Oh, right. And then oh, yeah. it went on to become Zyklon, which was kind of like seen as like an Emperor's side project. Oh, and they that's had, like, such a bad <laughs> way. To, he does not know how to hold a gun. They had. Metal Hammer was super behind Zyklon. Like, yeah. they, really? they were pushing them oh, maybe hard. I'm misremembering, although that logo looks a bit dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... That's so lame! Uh, look at this guy! Oh my god! And like he's even putting his arms out to the side with his like hands all symmetrical. I mean, I like, can't they... say shit because I was literally dressed like that in high school. So it's like, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not going to rinse them. <laughs> I'm rinsing them. I'm sorry. They're getting a hard shower from me. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? That's, so That's not even the worst picture. Bro's yeah. wearing Wellington boots, like. <laughs> And like they've, they've all like they've all done their coats up slightly differently, so they're not two the same because they're like I'm different, I'm unique, I'm the chosen one, but all of us are. Have you ever seen um, any of the Ragnarok promo pictures? The black metal band Ragnarok. Uh, no, maybe oh. if I have, I didn't know it's them. I need to see. That. Is it funny? There's a Ragnarok album cover. Oh, sorry, this is the other great. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's mental. That is the. He doesn't know how to hold a gun. Shem, search, search Ragnarok, and I can't remember the album. There's one of like a dude holding a gun, but he's wearing corpse paint. Okay, Nina rates people holding guns. That's, that's one of the album covers. It's so fucking... These guys are hilarious. Oh, no, I'm just making enemies of the entire yeah. black metal community, but... I don't care. Black metal sucks. <laughs> Is it Ragnarok? I'm thinking of... Am I, am I getting confused? Oh, come on, Floyd. Sorry. <laughs> it's just loads of Wardruna shit now. I just Google stuff on the podcast. <laughs> no, it's just fun. I think it's great content. Yeah. If you think it's oh, great. Wait, is, it this? is it this? Yes. That's one. Yeah. What <laughs> is that? Yeah. You know what? The irony is he's actually holding it properly. Yeah. He is legit holding the gun properly. Yeah. At least kind of. Oh, there's a lady. I didn't even see the. Oh, she's been shot and her, <laughs> she's not been wiping properly by the looks of it either. <laughs> Probably got abdominal cramps. <laughs> is she on her period? Is that fire? So, I'm so glad I got that right because I was thinking, oh, if I fucked this up. <laughs> <laughs> is that called Backdoor Miracle? Is it actually called that? Yeah, it's called Blackdoor Miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Backdoor Miracle. <laughs> but it should be called Backdoor Miracle. Musically, they're actually pretty good. <laughs> That is so funny. That is hilarious. You're kidding me. People have bought it. It's still available on vinyl. <laughs> How long has this Imagine been out? Imagine that in your vinyl collection. Oh, like and that 20 was like, I think that album was from like 2007 or 2004, I think. That's barely got any sales. Bless them. I mean, oh, there's a lot There's a lot going on there. Yeah, we're, yo, we're bigger than Ragnar. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wow. What's the guy's name? Is he called Ragnar? I hope he's called Ragnar. That's a good name if you're in a band called Ragnarok. I'm just going to leave. 
I'm just gonna stare okay. at those fucking Matrix guys for the rest of the with the weird Black Sun logo. Like, <laughs> if you only just noticed that, yeah, that's, that's how much that's actually in their logo. It's in the background as well. Yeah, yeah, they're really into that. Huh? So anyway, that's what the basis from Gorg and Vomit reminded me of. <laughs> Generally speaking, sunglasses, it's a cool look, especially in kind of like a war metal kind of death metal inspired. I dig it. Personally. Yeah, like, you know, the blood doesn't go in your eyes when you're like thrown down on the battlefield if you're wearing sunglasses. Yeah. And then obviously I didn't watch every band that was on this day because I needed a few food breaks because it was, it was an old day. Um, watched a band called Trade in Hands. They were sick, hardcore band. Good a band name. called No Relief as well. Good. Were kind of like, what was cool about some of the bands here, especially uh, Street Soldier, who were kind of like the second, second last band, mm. was like a lot of like hip hop elements. And there's always been kind of of that in hardcore and like beatdowns and stuff was kind of got that really bouncy beat you even hear it in bands like dying fetus as well like i think john gallagher is a massive hip-hop fan um sorry it's the new york thing right? yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah and it's um and yeah and it was just you know what it was just it had like quite a cool once again it was a really diverse crowd there was a lot of people there who were obviously uh, part of the lgbtqia plus spectrum amazing and it was good to see that inclusivity there there was a lot of the front men of the band uh, front men, guys. Put put term to use. <laughs> front people. <laughs> front people. Thank you. There you go. Sorry. That was, see, that's only well, because not men they don't matter. <laughs> yeah, is that what you're saying? <laughs> so when you grow, it's funny because when you grow up listening to metal from a young age, you're so conditioned for, for, to it being such a male-dominated thing. It's true. It's so hard to like get those terms out. So. For real, yeah. But like, there was a lot of like some of the uh, front people of the band were like were like trans and stuff and quite vocal about the message, and it was cool. Amazing. Like they had this post-black metal band called Underdark who are from the UK. Oh yeah, I know them. Yeah. And and they were they were actually really really good. Like I really dug them, and it was like a great uh, palate cleanser from a lot the hardcore that was being shown like it was similarly intense but like in a more kind of like a emotionally uh oh like i love that there's a lot of emotional gravitas there that was just really it was, was really good actually intense. it was yeah. a good diverse band you know you had gorgon vomit who are death metal bands uh underdark who are like post black metal street soldier who like he would rap on certain parts of the songs really? so it was just like it was kind of like body count like imagine a more hardcore oh, body, body, count. body count imagine if ice t could do like hardcore vocals yeah, yeah. It, oh, it, was, wow. it was like that and they and there was their scouts so he's got like a scouse accent as well oh. Oh, they should totally... do a, a cover of Talk Shit, Get Shot. I'd love to hear <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh, what was the other? There was a band called Ill Vision who were really fucking good. Like, they really got the crowd pumped. Like, they were just like another sort of like fucking hardcore group. Um, and then the there was a surprise headliner announced, uh, See You Space Cowboy. Oh, no way. So they're kind of like cool. They're kind of like, uh, they've got that whole... They've got elements of like old school emo, but they've also got like that old um dissonant. Yeah, yeah, that dissonant like proto like metalcore vibe about them with wow. like the angular like guitar screeches. Cool. Um very similar to like Zao, uh, Norma Jean, that sort Ithaca. of thing. It, it, oh, yeah, Ithaca. Ithaca as well, totally. Yeah. Like it's like the whole what Ithaca are doing with like you know, creating modern music with a throwback to that early kind of converge esque sound. So it was a really great night, actually. It was good fun. Really fucking tiring. I was exhausted because I had a massive delivery at work the night before. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was fucking there. zonked. That was a big delivery. Yeah. Yeah. So. I feel like No Relief should do like an album cover, which is like a paracetamol packet. Yeah. No good, yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of when he said No Relief. I was like, painkillers. Especially if, if it was a placebo paracetamol <laughs> yeah. as well. That's good. Yeah. Trapped with. Trap them. Trapped with. <laughs> How could we pathologize all these metal bands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my uh, live experiences of the last month or so that we haven't done an episode summed up. 
Yeah. So it was quite busy, actually. It's and like, like you were saying, yeah. like there was a lot of time we spent just recovering from being ill. Like we both got yeah. hit by a, a few big bugs, which kind of sidelined us for a bit as well. Mm. As did, I imagine, quite a lot of people did over the festive period. A lot of people, yeah. So, I mean, I guess we've all had a respite from Serpent Temple and Serpent Temple have had a respite from themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to do um, a royal going over the new releases coming out in 22, 24? What year is it? 2023, baby. 23. Um, or is that going to be a separate a separate thing we do? Oh, I think we do it now, I think, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to go into the upcoming releases of 2023. So there are a few things, uh, albums I've listened to already that I'm quite uh, fond of. Maybe early contenders for album of the year that I want to just run through quickly. So Obituary released their uh, album, Dying of Everything. And what's cool about the album is it uh, features one of the last pieces of art from Marius Lewandowski, oh, who sadly uh, passed away. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who um, uh, are in the metal scene would probably know him maybe best for the Mirror Reaper album from Bellwitch. Mm. Quite an iconic bit of his work. But he had a very distinct style, absolutely fantastic artist. Absolutely. And um, it's great to see you know him like posthumously, you know, um, like uh appreciated again through this it's an unusual choice for an obituary album as well like you know it's not it's not it's not two i would have married together because you know like obituary are kind of i i just because they're a band from that early floridian 90s scene i kind of they've got kind of like a dan seagrave vibe about them yeah i know what you mean so yeah but so it was cool to see them you know with album artwork that was a bit different and the album itself is what you'd expect from the obituary album just really well written uh mid to fast pace just death metal really stompy uh john tardy uh, the vocalist is still one of the most iconic death metal vocalists he comes more from the truck shoulder in the school more like yelling uh higher range like animalistic noises as opposed to like you know the more uh, guttural lower mm. growls that have uh, kind of uh, dominated the scene of the 2000s uh, also, um, I listened to the new Ahab album. Oh, nice. Uh, the Coral I need Tombs. to do that, yeah. It's really fucking good. It's obviously nice. really long, like a lot of their albums. It's <laughs> really quite a, uh, a meditative experience. Mm. But this is their first album in eight years. Uh, their last album, Boats of the Glen Carrick, which was another fantastic album. Iconic cover. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, this album's got great artwork as well, so I forgot to check who um, did it, but it was really good. Uh, the album itself is amazing as well. Like, you know, just really, just like really hauntingly beautiful, just like stunning just funeral doom yeah you know who's releasing an album this year paramore paramore yeah they reformed i just realized oh, i didn't know they split up or maybe they didn't split up maybe yeah. i just imagined it but i feel like <laughs> they haven't released anything for ages oh okay yeah sorry yeah, pa- i, I yeah, was paramore, really shocked never listened to paramore me neither no i just thought she had nice hair yeah david gray likes paramore does david, david was, gray likes Car- I paramore i was talking to him at the brighton show about paramore and he's like i like paramore nice there you go. david gray likes a- paramore Cocker, not the other David Gray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the pop star of the mid noughties David Gray. I remember sitting on my CRT in like 2005, googling David Gray, and being like, "Who's this guy? This doesn't look like David Gray." Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. that's why I like Will Smith from uh, Afterbirth. <laughs> yeah. his, his, his name's never going to trend. No, no, that's no. not very SEO. No, no. Uh, and the last album I've listened to recently is a new band called Reburied. Uh, they had an album called Repulsive Nature and the album cover is actually really cool like quite unsettling mm. in a weird sort of way it's kind of like the scratchy artwork with like a face that's completely like cut off oh my um, it kind of reminds I watched this horror film a couple months back called Incantation oh not and, the band yeah no no not the band <laughs> 
Oh, nice. Oh, it's like a really, that's a trend that's been happening. Yeah, it's quite a modern like style yeah. that I've seen in a lot of album covers recently. It's I kind think, of got like a bit of a watercolor style. It's been inspired by vibe. Bacon, like the old Bacon artwork. Oh, yeah. The dude scratching off his face. But yeah, interesting. That's definitely, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good album. So that is like, if you like really cavernous, reverb heavy, um, sort of like death metal, then that is right up, Sounds right like, up my street. I imagine it's like if you flush a toilet with loads of reverb. <laughs> yeah. Like it's got that kind of sense of space <laughs> and flushing <laughs> and like uh, some like gut rules. Yeah. Yeah, the vocals, he sounds a lot like, um, it sounds a bit like a Joe Horvath, Horvath, sorry, who's a singer of a Circle of Dead Children, oh, nice. um, who's got like some of the best gut rules ever, I think. But it's like just really like rich and like bellowy. Like, you can tell he's got a really powerful voice. Mm. Um, but just, yeah, and just the guitar work and everything is just super fucking just, like, nasty and filthy. You know, an album just sounds dirty. Like, yeah, totally. Like, you need to have a shower after Gutelak listening to it. sounds like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. And so, and then uh, you've got the list up of some of the albums that are dropping this year. Yeah. So which ones are catching your eye? Memoriam. Uh, oh, they're coming out? Nice. Yeah, they're coming out. There's another Seagrave, Rise to Power, it's called. Um, I think I saw uh, them posting about it. There's not much that's actually caught my eye, to be honest, um, apart from Paramore, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some bands with like funny names like Wigwam. Paramore, apparently. That sounds like a tongue twister. Just like that five times fast. Paramore, apparently. Paramore, apparently. Paramore, apparently. Oh, my internet is... Uh, the new Catatonia album just dropped this Friday. <laughs> nice. Apparently that's a return to form. I, I'm a bit of a Catatonia fan, especially some of the earlier albums. Mate, Michael Ackerfeld on vocals. Yeah. That's like amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. that Brave Murder Day, right? Yeah. yeah. Love that album. I was trying to remember it in my mind before I said it. <laughs> so I didn't up. You guys were talking about Sanguisugabog earlier as well. Yep, they're, yeah. they've got an album that's dropping. Um, that's probably going to be really slammy and heavy as fuck. Um, I saw somewhere, couldn't find where, but I saw that Rotten Sound have got an album coming oh, out this year. That'll be their first album since uh, Abuse to Suffer in 2016. They'll be on some uh, lineups then. So one of the few bands from Finland that's okay to listen to. <laughs> for now. <laughs> yeah, for now, yeah. <laughs> Apparently there's a Motorhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Motorhead album dropping, which, uh, how does that work? I'm assuming it's a reissue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use my detective skills to, uh, to, to, uh, to ascertain that that's not going to be music that was recorded recently. I've just done some like new science that we haven't. Yeah, uh, yeah an album that I don't want to listen to, Steel Panther. An album I do want to listen to, Sienna Root. I like Sienna Root. Oh, okay, I've never heard of them. They're lovely, lovely people. Oh. Yeah. Uh, new Pupil Slicer be dropping some point this year. Hell yeah. So another podcast alumni. Oh, and uh, Enslaved. Enslaved, Heimdall's been released yet. Yeah. So Heimdall. definitely going to be digging that as uh, me and Shem did our Enslaved special. So if you want to hear two people talk absolute shit about Enslaved for a couple hours. No, not talk shit. Like, like, talk, talk facts. What's the opposite of shit? Straight. If you want to hear two men deeply in love with, what's, it, what's his name? What's the keyboard player? <laughs> oh, what's his fucking name? Herbrand Larson. Herbrand Larson. Yeah. Herbrand Larson. Still devastated that he didn't get his Jews in that enslaved documentary. That's so disappointing. Yeah. Uh, Hellripper's coming out. Hellripper's coming out. Apparently, I've not listened to it yet, but the new single has bagpipes in it. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to hear a song with bagpipes from a band that is actually from Scotland. So every time I hear a song from uh, with bagpipes or a band that uses bagpipes, it's always like some really run-of-the-mill shitty like folk metal band. Or corn. Yeah. 
Or, or, or corn. Corn can yeah. get away with that, I think. He's half Scottish, though, is he not? John is Davis? He? Oh, is he? I didn't know that. Oh, that makes I think sense. so. He's got some Scottish heritage. He does wear a kilt on occasion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's why all those Americans started wearing kilts, too. Was it because of corn, do you think? Because there's like a whole tr- whole thing there with like guys wearing kilts, usually with massive calves. Yeah, man, I, man, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Huh? You don't ever see a guy with small calves wearing a kilt, do you? No, nah, you wouldn't, though. You, you wouldn't want to expose yourself to the world like that. You got small calves. You just just wear flares. Just wear flares. <laughs> yeah. That's why they came into existence. That's amazing. A Metallica album, seventy two seasons, which I'm assuming is in reference to the number of singles they keep dropping. I haven't, uh, I haven't listened to a single one, and I don't think I ever one, will. First, it's the number of fucks we don't. Do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I give the opposite. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll be fucking watching them twice when I go downloads. So there's that. Poor so thing. I've got that to look forward to. I, I like the first four Metallica albums. Okay. <laughs> that was passive aggressive I, I actually didn't mean it to sound like that but fair <laughs> enough sorry yeah uh, who else have we got I'm going through the list now um, August Burns Red got a new album dropping uh, Don Raid have got a new album dropping To Know The Light which that'll be their third album I believe cool uh, Keep of Kalesin they're coming back so they've had quite a long oh, period shit. Uh, nice. they're playing uh, Cosmic Void Oh yeah, I know that much. The Cosmic Void lineup is um, looking to be pretty good for for my tastes. That seems to be the premier black metal festival now. Enslaved to playing, so they can slave to playing the Incineration, right? Oh, I thought it was the same thing. No, no, so it, <laughs> it, is, it isn't. You're right. No, but Incineration is it's also incineration. looking very good. It's Incineration. It's Incineration. Of course, it is. <laughs> it's Enslaved, Rotten Christ, and uh, I think Marjorie could play. <laughs> <laughs> shit well if I go I won't be talking about it then but still uh, fair enough uh, cattle decap oh, uh, well, yeah, the, well that was a bit interesting the whole cattle decap thing what happened with that oh well, yeah there was a bit of a bit, uh, bit of a controversy said online so I'm just getting distracted by Shem looking at pictures of Zyklon <laughs> pointing guns at me I'm sorry their logo is literally a black sun <laughs> that's ridiculous oh. <laughs> The gun is so funny. He's holding it so badly. <laughs> like, how? how is that how you hold a gun? I wouldn't I'm trust that guy thing. to shoot me. This is another one. This guy loves guns. <laughs> this, this, is, this is like, he should be in, in um, Cannibal Corpse, this guy. I'd, I'd like to think that, like, that guy was really reluctant to do the photo shoots. And his one condition to do it was, was, was if he was to allowed to bring his gun. <laughs> I'm only doing it gun. if I'm allowed to point my gun at the screen. <laughs> oh, my God. Bless. <laughs> Bless, yeah, yeah, to be honest. He's not even cocked it. Oh, bless. Oh, the guy's even got a Black Sun hoodie. He's really committing to it. Nice. Okay. Not that I think it's actually nice. What were you saying about Cattle Decap and their Oh, yeah. So, so, so their, al- their album artwork was unfortunately uh, leaked. And I believe it was leaked by... I, I, this is all conjecture at this point. I don't know if this is true. But like apparently it was leaked by a 14-year-old from Russia. I think the band was saying that you know that they found out who it was and they were getting a bit of criticism for apparently Dawson's Kid. I don't know. That's just the shit I was seeing online. Right. Um, I'm a massive Cattle Decap fan. I thought Def Atlas was an amazing album. Uh, I always love everything that they do, more or less. So I'll be looking forward to the album and be looking forward to see, seeing how that hears. Yeah, fair enough. I, I understand to an extent why they're getting a bit... Um like upset about it because it is like to do with the death of like you're right yeah because actually you're right uh, gabe serbian who was uh, most known for being in the locust he was actually a member of cattle decap Mm. for the earlier works like human jerky and hot and homivore 
Um, and um, yeah, so he's like a longtime friend of the band. And I think the album artwork is actually a, a tribute to him. So it's kind of like, uh, it's like a locust emerging from like this husk, like this cocoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like people have been saying that it looks like the sequel to Ants. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. Yeah. That movie rocked. Ant- Ants was so much better than The Bug's Life as well. Whoa, no, 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 no. Okay, no. Nah, uh, well, well, I, so. I loved The Bug's Life. Oh, no, I think Ants was like, Ants felt like, it was like a war film. Which I think one of the, the is that the one where they all like pile up on top of each other and help everyone out at the end because that is communism. God, I can't remember now. <laughs> it's like so, like the best. The best is B movie. <laughs> I've never seen B movie. I've never seen B movie. But there either. was a guy. He doesn't. He doesn't. I don't think he follows me anymore. But there was a guy on Instagram who would always like my pictures called Barry B Benson the Bass B. Oh my god! <laughs> Just every time he liked a picture, I'd get really happy because I'd be like, but um, but um, bum. Is that the name of the character from the B movie, Barry B Benson? Isn't he played by yeah. Michael B Jordan? <laughs> no, <laughs> Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Seinfeld voices Barry B. Benson. No. I guess that's what the but I'm gonna put on the oh I never put that together I was just like this guy likes a letter B <laughs> it's just it's a good letter the bass B Seinfeld voices a B that sounds like something from what was that guy from Phone Jacker Brian Badonde oh Brian Badonde yeah. I love that guy oh we should do a, a burpent temple <laughs> burpent temple <laughs> burpent temple yeah I love him oh, my the thing I'm probably looking most forward to though is gonna be Baroness. Oh, out. they got a new album coming. Nice. I'm so excited for that. Nice. And Man of War have a new album coming. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, your, they're my Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Neoblivascaris. That's that's a big one for me. I'm I'm quite a fan of them. Another thing that the Russian guy on YouTube's going to merge low and with, which I'm, I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. He does a great job every time. Oh, Holy Moses have got a new album. Holy Moses. So that's a pretty influential uh, influential band there. Easy for me to say. <laughs> oh, Rune Magic are dropping the band. They're the band that are a bit like Boat Thrower, right? Really? Uh, I can't think. They're I've like this death metal band. They have, Rune Magic have got shit tons of albums. They've got like 15 albums. Shub's just put on uh, the B movie. Yeah. He's just started watching the B movie. This guy's got a big bee butt. What the hell? Why is he so, like, voluptuous for a bee? Uh, (laughs) Watch, this will be our first copyright strike. (laughs) You've got to stop, babe. It's been more than 30 seconds. (laughs) Please turn the volume down. That's the title of my first sex take. (laughs) Four inches, 30 seconds. (laughs) That's that's actually a really good name. Did you just come up with that off the cuff? That's amazing. Because he said earlier... Four inches off the ground. <laughs> oh, I was like, he said earlier, what? <laughs> so we've got anthrax. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run through these now. Anthrax. As I lay dying. Nile. Um, <laughs> What's the As I Lay Dying album called? It, it just says releases TBC, so they're not confirmed yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. It's a body count. Uh, got the album Chuck Billy. So just Chuck Billy. So he might be doing a solo album. I didn't realize he was still alive. Um, oh, Testament. Oh, I'm thinking of a different guy. Okay. <laughs> Deicide, Devil Driver. Never really cared much about Devil Driver. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, Fear Best Factory. I think. Vaguely. I think this is Fear I Factory's. Love, I fucking love Fear Factory. I think this is their first album for Burton C. Bell, right? So no, he. They had a bit of a um, an unacrimonious split. Uh, Killswitch Engage. Apparently, King Diamond. King Diamond. Um, well, King Diamond and Merciful Fate. So oh, he's been, he's been busy. busy. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, uh, Judas Priest apparently yeah Niall as you just said uh, Seven Dust Testament and Within Temptation so Chuck Billy's doing the uh, same thing as King Diamond he's doing a solo and album in one go yeah. 
And same thing as uh, Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister. He released a metal album. No way. He had um, Howard Jones from Killswitch Engage do some guest vocals on it. I thought you were going to say Howard Shaw for some reason. Howard Shaw. Crossover. Yeah, he, he done this, this great symphonic eight-minute piece with Howard Shaw. I would listen to that. That'd be cool, That'd yeah. That'd be yeah. epic. I think you should collab with Blind Guardian. That'd be cool. Yeah. Can I just say, Dee Snyder's Twisted Sister, that's some, one of the best live shows I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, they were so good live. Like, yeah. he is, like, for his age as well, like, he was yeah, so athletic and, like, he's still ripped to fuck. And it was just it was really impressive. He's probably got like old music industry money and gets like a personal trainer to his like no. nice house every day. <laughs> that adrenochrome beer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she was watching a, a, a bee movie Seinfeld crossover and the guy's just talking to the bee. There's episodes of Seinfeld, but they've replaced Seinfeld with the bee. You know, for some reason, I thought this was the legit bee movie. I was it like, looks, fuck. I didn't realize so it was good. this low budget. It's, it's actually, it looks amazing. Yeah. I, I can, and it's been done so well. <laughs> Have you seen? Have you ever seen the clip? It's honestly one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Of, um, it's during one of the Crufts runs, and someone's taken out the dog and replaced it with Shrek. <laughs> you gotta watch it. Watch it after the podcast, because I swear to God, I can't watch it without like without losing my shit. It's it's the funniest. That sounds ridiculous. It's the funniest fucking video oh ever, my God. and they've done such a good job like masking the dog and replacing it with Shrek. We yeah, it's called like Shrek destroys. We should do. <laughs> we need to do a reaction video and like not put this on the main. <laughs> it's too late. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, there he goes. <laughs> it's the close-ups that kill me. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you go watch it. Keep watching. Keep watching. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's when he does the slalom. That's what gets me. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait, wait for the slalom. That's the best part. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I swear to God, like, I stumbled across this late one night. My friend Rob was around, and we were dying. Like, I was fucking, I was hyperventilating. That's amazing. I thought it was the funniest shit I'd ever seen. That's real 2 a.m. YouTube shit, man. <laughs> it really is. That's amazing. Oh, that's good shit. <laughs> oh, this is... Uh... What is... What is... It's a, it's a video of... Sh I don't even know how to describe it. Shrek this. on a skateboard. It's called Raising Shrek. Raising Shrek. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> This is really weird. <laughs> this is bonkers. That's so... Two years two later. Two years later. Just to give context, we just saw someone raise Shrek. Cut to two years later, he just fucking drives a car into a wall and crashes. Oh, amazing. He's like, I'm oh. grown up now. It's been two years. I've got my driving license. I've got this amazing red oh, car. Oh, my God. Oh, I think this is a good time to end it. <laughs> Philosophically, and uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for making it this far. Um, frankly, uh, feel free to like and subscribe if you enjoyed listening to us. Uh, yeah, and let us know which albums you're looking forward to. This yeah, year. any we've missed out, they're on the horizon. I think I mentioned that Dying Fetus probably have an album coming out this year as well. I think it's so. not been announced, but I think I saw something online about them saying that it's highly probable. They dropped a single late last year, so maybe, maybe at some point. Next year, next year, this year, we might get a new Dying Feats album. They're playing the Isn't an Academy uh, next month, which I will be attending. 
as well as good year as well. So I'll give my thoughts on that when I uh, hell yeah when that's done. Hell yeah! Thank you so much for listening. Um, like and subscribe. We're going to do a separate video on YouTube going over the Hellfest lineup and the Bloodstock lineup. Yes. So if you care about listening to us, be like, oh, this band rocks. Um, feel free to check those out. So au revoir. Till next time. <laughs>